so much for tuning in to The Diana Show. On today's episode, I'm talking to Katie Bishop Conklin. I had two major relationships with Katie's in my 20-year salon career, and this is Katie from Athens, Georgia. She went to school there, and she was my right-hand woman. I really relied on her. I adored her. Um, I actually couldn't do what I did in the salon out there without her. And through social media, I've been able to follow her and see her story. Literally, Katie's story could be a major book deal. I mean, it's amazing. It includes uh, everything from freezing your eggs because you haven't met the right guy to meeting the right guy to cancer to uh, there's a strong sister relationship in this story that's just been amazing to watch. Uh, a community rallying and a big, 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 beautiful surprise at the end. So listen, and I think you're going to be amazed. I can't wait to share this story about Katie. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Diana Show. I am super excited about talking to this woman. This is Katie Bishop Conklin, and she has an incredible story of... Oh, just the spice of life and what we go through to get where we're going and keeping a positive attitude about it. So I kind of don't want to tell any of the story. I want to hear the whole thing in Katie's <laughs> voice, but it's an incredible story and I'm so excited to hear it. So without further ado, this is Miss Katie. Hi. Hi, Katie girl. So tell me, um, I knew you 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, you know, what, 15 years, you were single 15 uh -huh. years ago. Okay. So five years ago, you're a single girl. You're cruising along. You're a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. 15 years. I've been selling real estate, but yes, I was single just a short five years ago. And then my dream boat walked into my life. <laughs> and he is hilarious and handsome and all the greatest things. He's pretty funny. I'll, I'll give him that. He's pretty funny. Tell me how you met him. Um, he is actually my two best friends in Chicago are both from his hometown in Kansas. Super uh -huh. random. We were not set up. Nobody thought that we would really be a match. They um, he'll he'll laugh at this, but they all thought that there's no way that I would go for Brogan Conklin. So nobody set us up, but we were at a birthday party, all of us, and it just so happened everybody got a little tipsy and we didn't so we all went out to dinner four of us and Brogan asked me out to go to dinner by myself later that night and I was like what what does this mean and then we started dating and then we we're here we are expecting a baby oh so fill us in on what happened in between so oh, you gosh. start dating because I remember starting to see pictures of him and I was like okay yeah she has found her dude because he's first of all he's super handsome Super handsome. He's got a great beard. He's known for his beard. I've never seen him without a beard. So if he ever shaves it and walks in our house, I'll be scared. Yeah. Scared to hilarious. death. But yeah, so 2015, we started dating. And let's see, 2016, we got engaged. Mm -hmm. Had no idea. I had zero, zero idea. But my sister, luckily, was running the show behind the scenes mm -hmm. with Brogan. So mm -hmm. we get engaged uh like December 23rd, 2016, and March 28th, 2017, I kind of threw a wrench into the whole whole program of life and I had a seizure, what they call a grand mal seizure, and mm -hmm. I uh hit the 
tub, the, the porcelain tub with the front of my, my forehead. And then I fell backwards and I hit my head on the toilet. And then mm. I crawled into my second bedroom and I got under the covers while I was fully head to toe dressed for work. And mm-hmm. I woke up about 25 minutes later. I went to the hospital. My sister came and picked me up, broken medis at the hospital. And yeah, they came in and said, there's a big, large mass in your head and we're going to need to fast track you up to the to the MRI floor, you get to pass all people in line. Mm. And then I got admitted to the 10th floor at Northwestern where nobody wants to be admitted. That is the brain tumor floor. Wow. Yeah. Brain tumor floor. And I, I don't really, I have to be honest. I don't really remember kind of being admitted to the hospital. It was such a, it was such a blur. There were a lot of people around. My sister obviously was there. My Brogan, who my fiance at the time, um, my mom's best friend drove her up from Peoria. I mean, I think probably 15 of my closest best girlfriends were there. Mm-hmm. And then I saw my dad walk in. And that's when I knew that things were pretty serious because he lives in California and Colorado. And I see him very rarely. Mm-hmm. And he was in the middle of the desert driving to Las Vegas and mm-hmm. he pulled over and went to the airport and flew to Chicago. Mm. And then things got real for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. It was a blur. It was a lot to take it, take in. Well, I watched the whole thing on social media and I I'm sure I only got the highlight reel. So you were diagnosed in 2017 mm-hmm. and, um, then all of a sudden I would see these like Wonder Woman shirts on a whole bunch of people <laughs> and you guys were doing fundraising, right? Yeah. So it just so happened that 2017 when we were sitting in the hospital, Jenny um, kind of became like my real estate assistant. She was answering emails and Brogan was doing behind the scenes, like learning how to be an MD overnight. And they set up a Facebook page just because it was so much easier to like send out updates and tell everybody mm-hmm. what, what was going on. And they quickly named it Team KBC because those are my initials. I haven't legally changed my name yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but they set up Team KBC, and all of a sudden we had like 1,200 <laughs> 1, wow. people, people in the group. And so it kind of alleviated like people texting my sister and Brogan at the same time. And the Wonder Woman movie was coming out. So oh. I got to say, I, I like, I hit a good time, you know. Um, <laughs> So Wonder Woman became like, I don't know who started it, but all of a sudden we had Wonder Woman socks. I have a signed photograph from the original Wonder Woman and Mm -hmm. some of her CDs. Uh, I mean, it just became this thing. So Mm -hmm. I just ran, I just ran with it. That's so cool. Yeah. So how was treatment for you? Treatment, honestly, um, I'm not trying to downplay. I've watched my mom go through five years of chemo. She had stage four aggressive um, uterine cancer. Uh And I've seen all types of chemo. But for brain cancer, there's only one type. It's called Temadar. And it is a pill. Um, So it's quite nice, I suppose. I didn't have to go to the hospital to get an IV, sit on the cancer floor, none of that. Right. I took a pill every day, seven days a week for six weeks. In the meantime, at the same time, I was going into the hospital every day at 1045 a.m. for a six-minute radiation treatment. Mm-hmm. And that was just five days a week for those six weeks. So mm-hmm. 
The chemo wasn't too bad. I mean, I really didn't have any side effects. The radiation made me really tired. I took a solid two hour nap every afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I of course lost my hair, not the entire head of hair because that would be from chemo. I lost it from radiation. So that's why I have two thirds, two thirds of a head of hair and yes. one third is never going to grow back. I call that my grandpa side. Cause it's like, it's just kind of fuzzy and gray. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. First time that I'm not coloring my hair in a long time. So, you know, um, the treatment really wasn't that bad. And then I took a break for a month. They like you to take a break and kind of give your body a little bit of rest. Um, hopefully gain a little bit of weight. I did not. I was very thin during, during treatment. And then you go back and do six more months of chemo. So again, not going back to the hospital. It was really nice. I just took the pill and I went about my, went about my life. And aside from being sleepy, did you have any other side effects? I lost my, um, not lost my vision totally, but my vision was impaired for a little while post um, surgery. So really early on after diagnosis, um, it's totally typical and it, it came back. Um, it was really hard to, really hard to focus. I didn't even enjoy watching TV because too much movement, like I couldn't follow mm-hmm. everything that was going on. Um, I don't know what this is called, but the only way to explain it is if I looked at you and you had on a plaid shirt, if I looked at the wall next, the plaid would transfer. Oh, wow. It was very, very strange. Yeah. But that went away quickly. You can't drive in Illinois for six months after you've had a seizure where you're unconscious. So mm-hmm. I did not drive for six months, which as you know, as a real estate agent is my whole world and my life mm-hmm. and my office. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my vision came back pretty, pretty quickly. I'd say like two or three months. It was really hard. You're going to laugh, but it was really hard for me to paint my own nails. And that is, one of, sure. that is one of my, my pleasures in life is to do my, do my fingernails. So I, uh, I had to give that a break for a little while until my vision came back. I can't have sloppy nails. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. Okay. So <laughs> did you and Brogan ever have like a moment where he's, I mean, like, what was it like between the two of you? He is, um, pretty much the most calm, most grounded. I mean, I, he's wickedly funny and he can be a total goofball. I almost mm-hmm. said a bad word, but I don't know who your audience is. Um, <laughs> he can be a total goofball, but he is very calm and he's very grounding for me where I am like, can be a total and utter spaz. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he was pretty cool and calm and collected, but again, I was kind of relegated to my hospital bed. Um, that first 24 hours, I wasn't like walking around, even though I could, I mean, everybody was treating me with like kid gloves, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, what he did outside of the hospital room with my sister, I think there were some tough moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when my dad walked in the hospital room, they had a, a conversation and he obviously had already asked my dad for, you know, my hand in marriage, I suppose is what you say. And he told my dad that he was, that we could easily go down to the chapel. He was ready to get married that day. Mm. Um, and it was his 33rd birthday the next day. So he sat on a red biohazard bin in my hospital room and he ate a piece of birthday cake. Thanks to my girlfriends who brought it for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a go with the flow. Like he does, his feathers do not get ruffled very often, mm. but he was, he was scared. Totally scared. Yeah. I bet it makes me, it, I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. It like takes me right back there. I can see the hospital room and some of the photo, you know, I don't remember all of it, but then I look back at photos and I just think, Oh my God. I mean, I was admitted to the hospital at let's say 3 PM and I yeah. had surgery the next day at 5:45 AM. And then wow. I was in ICU for, I think a day and a half. So no one could see me except for, I think my mom or Brogan was in there with me. And then I was back to my regular hospital room. Wow. And what did the doctor say? I mean, like, what was the prognosis after they had the tumor removed? Well, you know, like, it was kind of like a TV show. I guess my sister would describe it as they, everybody was in the waiting room and Dr. Block came out and he was really, you know, he was amazing. Um, I have issues with him, but as a surgeon, he's certainly amazing. And he made a comment that he thought that possibly the tumor was going to be a two. It definitely wasn't a one. And, you know, tumor brain tumors are grades they're not stages like breast cancer or uterine cancer okay so, so what anything you past what those are? It, yeah one is basically like benign um mm-hmm. two could be cancerous uh you typically don't do radiation or chemo you might just be watching it three is probably chemo or and or radiation not both and then grade four, you know, I always like to be the best at whatever I do. Um, I had to be grade four and that gets you a spot <laughs> chemo and radiation. And, you know, they, they ha- it was a gross total resection is what they call the surgery. So that's 99%, 99.9% of what they can see has been removed. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. It was really close to the skull, which is a positive. It was encapsulated. So it didn't have little fingers going, you know, in a million different directions. That's mm-hmm. good. And then once they ran pathology, which took 11 long, excruciating days to get the results back, I was a four. I had all the positive, positive characteristics of a really horrific diagnosis. So that meant that I was going to respond really well to treatment. Um, And, you know, like, what more can you ask for? You've got a shitty situation and now you've got all of the positive characteristics. So. Yeah. I was very thankful for that. You know, I had a lot going for me in terms of being a glioblastoma patient. Mm-hmm. So you went through all of that. You did the fundraising. You obviously have a huge community of people who love, adore you, support you. I did. Really lucky. You. Very lucky. And then I saw some gorgeous photos of your wedding. Yeah. So they, you know, our, our wedding date was originally going to be June 9th. 2017 in Charleston, South Carolina, we had everything planned and then I derailed that. And we just kind of naively thought it's kind of nice to be in that naive um, stage Mm. of diagnosis Mm -hmm. where you're like, this is going to be totally easy. We'll just fly down to South Carolina and we'll have our little wedding. And -hmm. of course the doctors were like, um, no, probably not. Probably not a great idea. You're going to be exhausted. Your body's going to be run down. So we put everything on hold. Every single vendor was exceptional to work with. They said, tell us your new date. We'll be there. We'll be ready for you. So we did not tell anyone, but we went to the courthouse on June 9th. Um, actually my parent, my dad and my stepmom were in town and we did not tell them. And my sister and my brother-in-law and Brogan and I secretly went to the courthouse. We had dinner at our favorite super chill Italian neighborhood restaurant in Bucktown. And mm-hmm. we just, that was the only thing we could be in control of was going to the courthouse and getting married. And then we, we had our big wedding. 
What was the date that you went to courthouse? June 9th. We we kept it. We of kept 2017? It because, yeah, 2017. Oh. Yeah. I have a, I have it tattooed on my ring finger. It's a six oh. if you look at it one way, and it's a nine if you look at it the other way. So June 9th. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. So you went, and then you had your big wedding. That, that's where all the pictures were? Yes. We had our big wedding in October. So I was... I was done with, oh, no, I take that back. I was not done with treatment, but I was just doing chemo. So it was perfectly planned that it was like during the week that I wasn't on chemo. So I'd feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so October we went down, there were like 60, I think 60 people at our wedding, which was perfect size. And it was like a long four day, just crazy, fun, casual. We got married on a Friday night, which is definitely different. We had just kind of rented out, uh, not rented, we had a reservation for as many people as we could at Husk Restaurant the night before. There was really no no rehearsal dinner. I didn't have any bridesmaids, just my sister. Um, so it was just definitely different. It was exactly how we, we wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. we got married on Friday night. And I think everyone's favorite day was probably the day after at the pool at the hotel. And then we oh. had a pig roast. Oh, how cool. In jeans, you know, it just was like, it was very, very Perfect. relaxed. Yeah. yeah. And just a celebration of the two of you. Yeah. That's so awesome. It was fun. So, so you guys got married and then there, you guys have cooked up something new. There's something <laughs> new coming. We tried to cook this up for a while. Um, before I met Brogan, I thought I was being super smart. And at 30, at age 34, I had my, I froze my eggs. I did an egg retrieval and I got 10 eggs, froze them, you know, they shipped them off to Minnesota, literally, I guess, you know, it's colder up there that keeps Mm -hmm. them on the ice. And um, then I met Brogan and had a brain tumor and Dr. Block looked at us when he gave us the diagnosis and said, well, we should probably talk about fertility. And, you know, I thought, oh, finally, I've done something right. I, I planned for this. Mm-hmm. And I had 10 eggs and there was not another woman doctor in the room to say, oh, that's not so many. Let's do another retrieval while you, you know, wait for treatment. So we just went ahead. Um, none of those 10 eggs, we got two embryos, but they were genetically abnormal. And so then we went through three more egg retrievals out in Colorado. We went to CCRM, which is a pretty world renowned um, fertility center, infertility center, excuse me. And, oh my gosh, out of three retrievals, we basically were down to two eggs. The first transfer to my sister was a chemical pregnancy. It did not take, but mm-hmm. she got a very low, low number. And then we were basically down to one egg and it worked. It worked? It worked. 32 okay, weeks. So, this so week. wait, 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 back up. So <laughs> you, so you went to an infertility place. Yes. You were wise enough to, before you met your husband, Mm -hmm. you froze your eggs Mm -hmm. at 34. Of those 10 eggs, most of them didn't work, but you got down to one. And now who is carrying your baby? Well, we're, some would say we're twins, but we're really just sisters. Um, My older sister, Jenny is 43 and she, uh, without even thinking or consulting her husband volunteered to carry our baby wow yeah it's pretty incredible and I know from experience when she walks in they say 
you are of advanced maternal age. Oh yeah. She's high risk in all forms of high risk. You know, she's a surrogate. She's 43. Um, I mean, you, you name it, we've got it. <laughs> and how's her pregnancy going? It's great. She's really, uh, she had a really easy pregnancy with Hunter. Who's my niece is almost nine years old. So Jenny was mm-hmm. pregnant nine years ago mm-hmm. and she's had a, gr- I mean, you know, she's had a few moments like not feeling great, but I mean, for the most part, I see her like on the weekends, I go up to her house in the suburbs and she's like on all fours gardening. I mean, she's just, wow. she doesn't stop. She feels really good. And we just had the 32 week ultrasound today. Wow. So, I know. so amazing. So amazing. Do you know what the sex is of the baby? We are having a boy. <gasps> a boy. Oh my gosh. Yep, That's now so I'm going to have two boy mouths to feed. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if he'll have your husband's enormously funny personality. Please let him have that personality. <laughs> I mean, come on, Diana. I'm pretty funny myself. but Brogan, You are. Brogan, you are like... gets the, Brogan gets the Instagram, you know, uh, time yeah. on Instagram. We don't have many videos of me being funny. I'll work That's on hilarious. that. <laughs> yeah. I know. I always thought I was a funny person. And then I married my husband. And now I'm kind of the straight man in the house where I'm like, okay, guys, that's enough. <laughs> totally. Settle down. It's 930. <laughs> Mommy needs to go to bed, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, He's but de- that's he'll be fun the fun. He'll be the fun parent for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I saw his picture holding up the onesie for Father's Day. Oh, so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So hilarious. We have, so, we already have two, two drawers of, um, uh, his dresser filled with clothes that have been like barely worn clothes that people, you know, our friends, our boy mom friends have given us. So yeah, I'm, I'm not buying a single piece of clothing for this baby. I'm sure you're going to be all set. <laughs> My kiddos. So you remember, I, yeah. Did you meet Cooper? I, I think I've met him maybe once when he was little, but he certainly was not six, five or six, seven, whatever he is now. Yeah. Um, he's 18 now. And so, you know, we had Cooper and Scarlett and then we adopted Mia and Mm -hmm. then I married Thomas and I acquired Erilyn. Um, so, and then we had the baby and, um, Lincoln, right? Lincoln. Yeah. When I became pregnant with the baby, um, of, so I have a whole bunch of family up in Northern California and of that generation of cousins, Cooper is the oldest cousin. And then there's, I think, I think 17 total. Oh my god. And gosh. Lincoln is the youngest. So we've never bought any clothes for her because my one cousin has four daughters that are just a little bit older than Lincoln. And so everything gets passed down. And oh, we have course. like we end up having to pass on a lot of the stuff. Too much. Out of clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, that is such a great story of redemption. I mean, did you ever think that you were going to be like in all your life where you're like, oh, I might have no. cancer, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you watched your mom go through it. Did you ever feel like, wow, what would happen if this happened to me? I just, I, yeah, I had no idea. I mean, my mom was diagnosed in 2014 and again, going back to that, it's a really safe place to be naive. Um, mm-hmm. She like bat, she would battle for a year and just say fly through chemo and never complain, never miss a beat. She never missed work in the five years that she was um, on chemo. And mm. then the warrior, a I mean, warrior. She a true warrior. I come from a solid stock of really strong women. Do not mess with, do not mess with us. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I watched her go through it and both my sister and I did. And, you know, I always thought like, I'm really healthy. I don't smoke. I don't, you know, do drugs. Mm-hmm. I exercise. I'm not overweight. And it's like, yeah, you're just probably pretty averagely healthy. But, you yeah. know, I, I have a lot now. I have too many brain tumors in my life that have originated in my hometown. And I'm pretty close to hiring like an Aaron Brockovich attorney to sort this out because there's just too many. It's a small town, like 80,000. And I feel like I can name five people that I know that have had pretty serious brain tumors. I'm sure there's more. These are just people I know. Just people, you know, that's Mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah. I saw on one of your posts, um, I can't remember which one, but you said something to the effect of you just never try to let it, you never let a day go by that you're not grateful for your health and your life yeah I mean I just you we came up we came up with this motto early on I think it was when we were posting and like writing I wrote the formal like announcement this is what the doctor said I have glioblastoma I'm gonna start this treatment blah 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 and at the end I just like without thinking I just typed you guys I'm not done here like this isn't Mm -hmm. not the end and so that was Team KBC's motto was, I mean, I'm looking at my sticker that's on my computer. Our, my stickers are all over Chicago. <laughs> um, <laughs> Team KBC, I'm not done here. Um, and, you know, it was like, my sister just looked at me. We were in the hospital room and it's, this is, this is one time where it's like, I wish we were kind of the Kardashians and there was always a camera filming, but you yeah. know, we got this diagnosis. My mom's sitting there, my brother-in-law's there, my husband's there, my sister's there. And we got the diagnosis. We were all just shell shocked. And then Jenny literally looked at everyone and was like, we need a minute. And like, without even questioning, my mom got up, my husband got up and Jenny just, we sat next to each other and she just looked at me and she was like, this is, you are not fucking leaving me. You are not leaving me. This is, we're not doing this. And like right there, you know, we just like, we're holding hands. We're like, nope, we're going to, we're, this is, we cannot lose each other. So that's not going to happen. So, no other so op- powerful. No other option. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something that is so notable when you watch your story is your sister and your sister always, even when I knew you, when you were just in college, Oh yeah. your sister always was this rock oh, in yeah. your life. And yeah, you, she was always a big theme. I always remember hearing about her, how awesome she was. Oh, for sure. And, um, you know, when you're in college and you're going through those four years and like, it seems so encapsulated and it's like, everything is such a big deal, but now that you've (laughs) 20 years down the road, a lot of other stuff happens, but I just remember that Jenny was a big deal to you then as well. Oh yeah. I mean, we've just, we've just, I mean, my mom said it in our, in my wedding video, you know, they've just always, they're thick as thieves. They love real hard. They fight real hard. They can be, you know, kicking and screaming and then the next minute rolling on the floor we tend to wet our pants I mean I know I'm like 40 years old and I can't control my bladder but you know we tend to like wet our pants together I mean we finish it's each other's normal. sentences yeah we finish yeah, each other's also, sentences we look alike you show up in the same outfit sometimes oh, all I've the seen time too. we have a shared folder in our in our apple in our iphone photos I mean we are such dorks it's crazy mm. You're so blessed to have a relationship. Like I know. That in your life. I know. Really don't are. take that for granted either. Yeah, for sure. And then for her too. Mm-hmm. Did she just, I mean, like, how did that conversation happen? Were you like, Hey girl, would you carry my baby or 
it didn't even I didn't even ask her I mean when we realized that those two eggs were well when he said we need to talk fertility he also delivered the news in a kind of a manly fashion that I would not ever carry a baby Mm. and so So you know by manly do you mean not that sensitively (laughs) yes um you know just like without even skipping a beat you know he's Mm -hmm. like okay good glad you have some eggs because you will not ever carry a baby and I mean ouch you know some girls that's not not so super important but I just have I I loved watching my sister pregnant with Hunter Mm -hmm. and um I just always knew that I was gonna carry a baby but life sometimes has other has other uh ways of getting you there Mm -hmm. so now you've got this gorgeous man who's hilarious uh-huh. and awesome and loving and you've got a gorgeous baby on the way you've got mm-hmm. this relationship with your sister and then you know what are you hoping for I mean how, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years you'll have a nine-year-old she'll oh my be, or he'll be talking back <laughs> he will if he's anything like Hunter my niece oh boy those listening skills really change from like six to eight Yes. Like they're my out husband the and I were talking about how we feel like 12 and 13 is the worst because that's when they stop being little kids and think they, they think they know everything mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. mom and dad are so stupid. Mm-hmm. And really we're finding like 16, 17, 18 year old is our favorite because they have finally realized, Oh, we've got it pretty nice. Yeah. You know, we have a car a in bit. the driveway. We have yes. food in the refrigerator. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. We're trying to teach Hunter, you know, it's hard when you have, you're an only child. I will, I will mm-hmm. say like, I don't think it's all Hunter's fault. You know, she's just been fawned over for mm-hmm. nine years mm-hmm. and, you know, she thinks she's the center of our little family. And she, she really is. I mean, Brogan mm-hmm. and I talk about, okay, how are we going to do this? Maybe slightly different to show her that our relationship is the center she's part of it but you know our our world doesn't totally revolve around her I think it's a very I'm gonna have to read a few books to figure out how to do that yeah it is interesting because we have a a baby and um there's a 10-year split between the youngest and the oldest and so she thinks not only does she think she has two parents that the whole world revolves around her she also has four siblings who yes. the whole world revolves around her. And so she could go to Cooper's room and hang out in there and they dance together and play music and she can play his drums. Like she just rules the whole house. Right. And so I can see how, you know, when she's 13, it's going to be a bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll, but we that's have a good our work. To have. Yeah. We have yeah. our work cut out for us. That's the good stuff. <laughs> that's the good stuff. I love it. Well, you, well, maybe we, you know this, but maybe, you know, whoever is listening doesn't know this, but. Jenny and Justin, I put Jenny and Justin in their townhouse in Bucktown when Jenny was seven and a half months pregnant. Uh And a year later, the townhouse next to her was available and I moved into it. So Jenny and Justin and Hunter and I lived next door to each other for seven full years. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) So you can't blame Hunter. I mean, no, it's it's mostly our fault. Yeah. Yeah. She's been raised in a little village with two moms. Two moms, Brogan, <laughs> the fun uncle, dad, Justin. Like, I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. it must be nice to be her. <laughs> yeah. She's living her best life. A hundred percent. 
Well, I love your story. Of course, you know, I'm your biggest fan. I loved, loved, loved just watching everything that happened to you. That was so good. And, um, I know my husband who's never met you, he thinks he knows you because (laughs) I'll be laying in bed crying and he's like, what? And I'm like, look, look at, look at these wedding pictures. Oh my gosh, look, they're having a baby. I mean, it's just, it really is an incredible story. It's so redemptive. And with everything that's been going on in the world, that's so important. I think it's also important. This is like, this segment for me will be my self-care because everybody needs a little self-care, a good story, something that's just beautiful and bright and light and amazing. So that's what this is for me. Thank you so much, girl. This is so fun. I mean, this is my first podcast. I feel honored. (laughs) You guys, I'm serious. How great is that story? I just loved hearing the joy in her voice. I loved the redemptive quality of this story. I love everything about this woman, her trials, her joys, and how amazing it is that she found someone to love, like her husband, who loved her unconditionally, even through all of her trials, and the bond with her sister. I'm just like, oh, it just warms my heart. I needed it. I needed to talk to this girl. I've been harassing her for a long time to try and get her to tell me her story so that we had it preserved. And just the community around her, everything about the story just was exactly what I needed to hear today. I hope you enjoyed this story with my Katie girl.